You're listening to the Brand Interrupted Podcast, a space dedicated to inspire, teach, and heal through the power of story, resilience, and vulnerability. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brittany Hammond, filmmaker, producer, brand story strategist, and the founder of Untamed Productions. Each week, I'll be bringing to you guest entrepreneurs, artists, authors, speakers, and influencers in a series of real, raw, and unfiltered conversations around the art and business of being yourself, the bravery to share your message, and the audacity to go after what you want in life. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. Brittany Hammond here, your host of the Brand Interrupted Podcast. Today, we have a guest, Tara Oldridge whom I met back in June at a at an event in San Diego and honestly watching her transform all over the summer or over the summer <laughs> not all over the place um, was honestly such a testament and such a joy when I think of Tara the word miracles comes to mind she for me literally is the epitome or the proof that you can do anything when you set your mind to it. Hashtag unstoppable. (laughs) Tara Oldridge is a success coach that helps you create the success that already lies within. She has a proven track record, so much freaking experience in so many different fields, and she really now just takes a stand for women who are over mediocrity, ready to rise and turn their mess into money. This episode is all about authenticity and what it really means in this day and age, opening your heart to search for your purpose, reigniting that entrepreneurial flame after kids, the courage to say yes to yourself and commit to honoring yourself, figuring out what authenticity actually means and how to embody it, sharing your story when you're coming from a place of service, and why you should get excited about finding your haters and the judgmental people. I've actually got a few more here on the list. So (laughs) this one's a big one. Why the magic happens when you identify your triggers and master them. Tara believes that you should aim for 1 million and not settle for mediocrity. She's all about teaching people to hold a higher vision for themselves and detach from other people's expectations for you. So before we dive in, I just wanted to let you... Beautiful listeners know that this podcast is brought to you by Untamed Productions, and this episode is sponsored by my three-part video series, Audaciously You on Camera, helping you share your real story, helping you boost your confidence and charisma and energy so you can show up on camera and really connect with your dream clients or audience. So head on over to www.untamedrevolution.com untamedrevolution.com forward slash gift to access that free video series. And let's just jump right into this interview with Tara. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Brand Interrupted Show. Today I'm literally on fire because we have a firecracker of a guest, Tara Aldridge. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I hope you're not literally on fire. <laughs> well, I'm a tripper, triple fire sign, so I'm pretty much always like <laughs> really energetic. But I like to start out my shows with 
describing my guest in one word, because obviously I'm in branding. That's all about image. And the one word that comes to me when I think of you, one of them is firecracker, but the other one (laughs) is unstoppable. And yeah, when I look, I mean, obviously, so let me just give a little like context for the listeners. Tara and I met in San Diego back in June at a conference and seeing where you were at that conference and seeing how you've grown over the past three months. I mean, I feel like you are the epitome of like a success story and like showing that miracles are possible when we, when we really like put our mind to it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of what, give us like a brief overview of where you were maybe like in 2018 and what you're up to now. Oh, okay. Well, um, 2018, I welcomed our baby girl into the world. So she was our second um, addition to our family, Miss Capri. And it was really a beautiful, I was in a beautiful space at the beginning of 2018. Oh, wait, 2018. Is this 2018? No, 2017 was when we welcomed Capri. So Mm. fast forward to 2018. And Capri is now one years old in March. And actually, this is a pivotal moment for me because I'm like, okay, um, you know, there's no more seven or eight diapers a day. There's no more feedings every two hours. You know, Capri is almost walking and she's ready to be a little bit more independent. And that had me stirring, you know, it really had my heart wanting more because I had such an entrepreneurial spirit always. Mm -hmm. And I just started to search. I really did. I started to um, connect to my burning desire of, I want more for my life. And I allowed myself to feel that. And I said, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. And then my mind said, okay, well, what are we going for? (laughs) What are Mm -hmm. we doing? And I had no idea. I really had no idea what to do. So I just opened my heart and started searching for anything and all my callings that were around me. And I don't even know, Brittany, that I was doing it consciously at the time. Hindsight offers me, you know, beautiful insight, obviously. So when I look back, maybe it was a tad bit more conscious than I was, that I'm giving it credit for. But Mm. I found a beautiful spiritual coach named Jennifer Jade, who just resonated with me in one of her videos, which is why I love this online coaching space so much. Yeah. And um, I just followed suit. She invited me. So I said, yes. And I think that's a big part of my success is being able to say yes and having the courage to commit, first of all, and then to follow through with my commitments. Because I think I spoke with her in March and she invited me to a conference in June, Mm -hmm. maybe. So that was pretty early commitment to make. And in my mind, I said, I probably won't even go to that, but I paid the thousand bucks and I ended up going and, and, and God just gave me this beautiful path that I was even already down here already. And I only had to drive 45 minutes to the conference. I had no excuse really. I love that because I had been working with Jen for the past like nine months prior to that. And I had such a like mental turmoil about actually getting there from Paris. And it's funny because we were just talking about like, I'm a commitment phobe. And I was like, it was in March. I'm like, how do I make this commitment three months in advance when I live on the other side of the globe? And 
I think one of the moments that I loved, I mean, obviously being in that space and around like Jennifer obviously cultivates this amazing tribe of like high vibe women. But one of the things, there's like two things that really stuck out at me at that conference. And I'm, I know you'll totally know where I'm going with this, but I felt like we were such a mirror to each other. Definitely. <laughs> and like, one of the things is that I remember, I never told you this, but I remember at the end of that, you came to this conclusion. You're like, you know what? Like, I'm ha- I think you said something along the lines of like, I'm just happy where I am being a mom and like building the company with Phil. Or you said something like, I'm just going to accept where I am. And then like a week later, you're like, I'm producing this show. I'm starting this business. I mean, like it was just like, and if I look back to that moment, I was like, no, no, this girl's going somewhere. She just hasn't like, like she just hasn't like stepped into it. And I just loved how you were able to step into it so quickly and it was so inspiring. So do you want to tell us like a little bit about how that, like, what was the spark? What, what was the moment that kind of lit you on fire? Well, I think because I, I was a little bit different than most of the women in the group, whereas I was a mom and I was, you know, kind of a wife, even though I'm, you know, we're not actually married, but I, you know, I'm essentially, I'm a wife and a mom. Whereas the other women in the group, um, I don't think that anybody other than maybe one or two girls had a family. And so when I said those words out loud, and I remember that very clearly when I just kind of came to this like total mediocre standpoint that I was just gonna (laughs) stand behind my man and watch him grow and be amazing. And I was just going to accept that. When I said those words out loud, I felt nauseous and not because I don't want to be a supportive wife or, you know, encourage my husband to do all the amazing things that he wants to do is because I just, my heart knows and my mind knows and actually my whole entire body knows that I am destined for more and that I need, and it's my responsibility to cultivate something more for myself and not for myself, but for others. And so when I said those words, I was, (laughs) I I immediately wanted to take them back. Oh, that's so funny that like, cause I'm really intuitive. So I pick up on things, but it's funny that it's funny when I hear you kind of confirm that because I was like, oh, I definitely had a feeling that like that wasn't like fully, like there was something more. And um, I think a big thing, especially like with my audience and my work, a lot of it, like that first step is just owning it. And it's, it sounds like it would be easy in theory. Like it's like, I'm a coach, I'm a this, like I'm a producer. It's like that, that mm-hmm. audio that you recorded for me that I still listen to. FYI. Mm-hmm. Fun. And, <laughs> and yeah, I, I just think it's so, I think that's what's so inspiring about you is that you just were able to step into it. Do you feel like this was like innate for you or did you have to kind of battle like demons around like just owning your own identity? Yeah. I, you know what? I think the best way to put it was a massive struggle with authenticity. And I just had a, um, I just did a seminar on authenticity because I feel like the word is used so frequently. Like the yeah. word, it's, it's almost a buzzword, but, or excuse me, a buzzword to be authentic. Yeah. And it's, it's, I struggled with it so much because I wanted it desperately 
I wanted to be authentic. And more importantly, I wanted to feel authentic. But I had no idea how to achieve that. And anytime I sat down to try to figure it out, you know, I got this journal. You know, you can get those inspirational journals. I got this journal that said, be authentic. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this journal and it's going to make me authentic. You know, but, but I came to this realization really only in the past three months. And that is that authenticity is a choice and it's something that you must choose every single day, which really is quite contradictory of the word itself because you think, okay, authentic, authenticity, authentic, it should really just be what it is. Mm-hmm. Like you really shouldn't even have to try to be authentic, but here is where our authenticity lies. And that is within our resistance. That is within our triggers. It's within the points of, you know, the path of least resistance is never going to take us there to our authentic self. Because until we break ourselves down and we become fearful and we become um, uncertain of our capabilities and we still push through, do we find out who we are and what we're made of? Mm. So when I say that every day I now choose to be authentic, I choose, in essence, to fight the resistance. Not fight it, but, but walk through the resistance or charge through the resistance points in my life. Creating my coaching program and getting on live videos and you know, signing myself up for $20,000 business coaching programs, okay, those were massive triggers for me. They were huge, monumental resistance points that I did not want to walk through, but I knew that until I pushed through those points, I wasn't going to, to find who I was. So I chose to do it. It's interesting because like authenticity is a big buzzword right now. And I love that you're pointing out like it's, it's a choice. Cause I think sometimes it can come down to, I don't know if you know, like Brene Brown at all, but mm-hmm. sometimes being authentic, just being our authentic self can have consequences on other people. Like people might not accept us. And so we become this like conditional being, like we have this like conditional identity and we'll act a certain way around someone or uh-huh. kind of like modify our behavior just based on who we're around. And I mean, you know a little bit of my backstory and I, and I don't want to take away from you, but I want to share this like snippet because <laughs> I think it'll make you laugh. <laughs> it's just like ridiculous. But that was one of the things, if you go back to those core, um, I don't think they were, I don't think they were power leaks or the roots. They were like the, the, the roots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was funny because I started with like, being a burden. And I remember yours was dimming. Mm -hmm. And as I like ripped out the first route, I was like, no, it's a fear of dimming that I have. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had this experience this summer, which it's kind of awkward to go public with because I haven't fully, I don't know. I haven't fully decided if I want to like throw people under the bus, but basically I had this situation this summer where I just set a boundary with someone. And I thought I was like, okay, I'm choosing to be authentic. I'm telling them like, please don't speak to me this way. And it resulted in, this is a mother story, Tara. It resulted (laughs) in the locks being changed on the house and the police escorting me off the property. 
And I was just like, oh, that was the moment. <laughs> I know you're like not expecting that. That was the moment I where I was- can't even imagine. This was like a month ago. <laughs> I was like, okay, like I understand this, me speaking my authentic truth, no matter what anyone, no matter how they react, no matter what, like if this is the result, then like, so be it. Cause I'm just going to choose to speak my truth and not let other people determine my life. I thought, Absolutely. You'd, I thought you'd appreciate this little thing. I do. <laughs> I think, I, think I, I love the drama. I love the drama in there. It's, I'm watching this. I'm envisioning you getting escorted off of the, by the police. That's just uh, totally absurd. I can't even see that. Oh. But it's so, it is so true. And I tell all of my clients because so often my clients are nervous about judgment, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to going public with their story, right? Just like you, you know, you're nervous to share because you don't know if you want to go public. Well, here's the thing. If you're coming from a place of service and your message helps other people, and this is, a, this is, not, a, this is not something that you really even should even get to choose whether you share it or not. This is where the beautiful magic in life lives is in our hearts and in our ability to share it. So what I tell them is, okay, get excited about finding your haters. Get excited about finding the people who are going to judge you. And this is why. Because in that, you find your lovers. You find your tribe because the universe operates on yin and yang, okay? Black and white. There's no, there's no hater without a lover. I mean, even Charles Manson had a tribe, okay? Mm. Osama bin Laden had a tribe. Every single person who has a story and a message, whether it be negative or positive in your mind, has a person who is going to resonate with it. So if you're, following, if you're finding your haters you are most definitely finding your lovers as well. And that is what needs to be focused on. Mm, Yeah, I love that. What would you say were two of your biggest triggers that you had to overcome or still working through? In life? Yeah, or business, whichever. Uh, my 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 biggest trigger is my relationship with my mother. Uh, that is my just super honest. Uh, it's a family dynamic thing. It is the thing that causes me the most trials in my life. And, and there's nothing really that tops it. I love my mother. I have, um, you know, a really deep connection with her. We're very, very close. Um, however, we're just very, uh, I, I find myself connected in a different way than she is. And it, it, it is a constant trigger. And it is one that I have to work on. I, I, the word that just comes to my mind, I feel almost desperate when I'm working on it because I'm like, God, just help me. Just help me, you know, get through this. And, and it's funny because, oh, I think the police are coming for you. Oh my God. I'm so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> back to Paris. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But I find myself putting myself in situations that bring my mother around me. You know, I invite her for things and I fly her down for things and I make sure that she is constantly triggering me because I know that if I just isolate myself from her, 
the problem doesn't, it doesn't get better. So I, I put myself in situations where I have to be around my mother and I just push through and I create resistance points for myself because if we don't do that, we just settle into a, a complacent, mediocre state. And that's not, that's, that's not thriving. Yeah. One thing I want to point out to the listeners is like how much joy you have while talking about this, even though it's like a topic that you, I mean, we could like rant about these things or feel irritated or like not necessarily like positive or high vibe, but I mean, like you just go into it with like, yes, I'm going to do this. Like, yes, it triggers me, but I'm going to work through it. And I, I feel like it's being in that state of joy while you kind of overcome these hurdles that like can kind of make or break you. Well, hey, listen, life is amazing. Okay. We, we live in a first world country. Um, you know, I live in Southern freaking California. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm going to attach to all the negativity and the drama, that's one thing I've really learned is that Yes. Do I have emotions? 100%. Do I cry sometimes? Yeah. I'm a mom. Okay. Of course I do. I I think I shed a tear this morning when my little guy didn't want to get dropped off at preschool. But here's the thing. I'm not going to take that into the rest of my day. So I feel the emotion and I let it go immediately after feeling it. Okay. So that was really brutal and super stressful. However, I have an entire day to live here. So we got to get some really cool stuff done. I have to be proactive. And so when we don't, when we can constantly be remind, remind ourselves, because no one's going to do this for you, mm-hmm. remind yourself, train that, that silly little voice inside your mind to give you the permission to relax in whatever's going on around you, acknowledge it, and then release it immediately. You're just in way better form. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I think that one of the beautiful things about you too is that you do speak so openly about this and you do really share, like you show up on live stream, like I think it's almost every day or I don't know, a few times a week and you just speak so openly as you're going through it, as you're processing it. And I think there's something just really like inspiring about that. You're not coming from this place of like superiority or you have it all figured out. And it's almost like in watching you, in hearing you process these things and speaking of them, obviously while in like this empowered state, I mean, I think it's, it can help other people then have that like self-awareness on themselves. Like when we know how to break these things down and like silence the voices in our mind or choose what voice we're going to listen to and what one we're going to like shut up. But one of the things I wanted to ask you, we were talking about this before we started recording, was when you're working with clients, you mentioned about how to, how you trigger them and how you actually use that almost as a a tool to get them to step into their highest self. Can you tell us a little bit about that? (laughs) Yeah. First of all, thank you for your feedback because it's, you know... That first of all, it makes me feel good. The ego inside of me is like, okay, great. I, I add another one to my tribe. But you know, my heart says, you know, it's really, it, you know, it is awesome that I do show up and I show up for my tribe, real and authentic and super unscripted. Because here's the thing, I am learning as I launch this. 
I am researching every day. I don't want to stand up in front of people and act like I know it all or that I am this superior being because my clients are women just like me. I'm just one step ahead, which makes it such a special relationship because where they're at is very fresh in my mind, you know? So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really grateful for that, for that feedback. And, um, I think with what your question that you, you, with the triggers, (laughs) I, I, I want, I want to say, I don't try to trigger people, but I have a great understanding that it's only in our triggers that we grow. And it's only when we understand that being triggered is an amazing blessing because in our triggers is where we find where our weakness lies and where our resistance lies. And if we are receptive to that, we can really fill in the gaps. So it's important to me that I preface with all of my client relationships that my vision for them comes from my heart. And when I say vision, I mean every single one of my clients and even not my clients, I believe should have wealth. And I mean monetary wealth, and I'm talking millions of dollars. I think that every single person in this world should aim to make a million dollars in a 365-day span, okay? There's, there's no reason to settle for mediocrity whatsoever. So in that, I have to sacrifice a few things as a coach because not very many people can get there without a little tiny bit of triggering and uh, some mindset changes. So I have to sacrifice my clients appreciating me or loving me or what my mother likes to say, blowing smoke up my ass. <laughs> because, because in, in that, you know, I, for example, I'll give you an example. Last night I had a client call and this, this woman cannot wrap her mind around a million dollars. And she's very much in this place of creating drama around her. And she was just in the middle of saying that she, she had self-diagnosed herself with this kind of mental anxiety disorder. And I just said to her, I'm just going to stop you right there. And I'm going to trigger you. And I told her that because I already know when I, I can very much, just like you, I'm intuitive. I can read my clients. And I said to her, you know, this is going to trigger you right now. And I want you to know that I'm going to sacrifice you and the potential of you even hanging up on me right now or feeling that you are offended or that you don't even like me for my vision for you. And my vision for you is that you are a millionaire. You are on stages and you are influencing other people. You are influencing other women. You are leveling them up. You are coaching them and you are making a difference and an impact in this world. And that anxiety, whatever depression disorder that you have just self-diagnosed yourself with is not going to bring you there. So I'm going to tell you right now, that you're not going to attach to that and you're going to let that go and we're not going to sit in this drama of your self-diagnosis. I think that that is so freaking brilliant. I mean, there's like two things that I want to highlight. The, one of the first things is because I had this when I was leading my live workshops for actors in the south of France and I, ha- and I had a, a co-host and who happened to be my partner <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> dynamics. And um, he, he would say something similar too. He'd be like, I'd rather them get results than them like me. And I was like, exactly. And I'm like, but we're building a business. Like they have to like us. We have to like bring in more students. And it was like this huge battle between us. And 
probably on one level, like a relationship battle. And then on another level, like a business battle. <laughs> that we were yeah. having. And the more and more I've like stepped into myself and own myself, I'm like, yeah, like sometimes you have to say the things like that are going to be of service to your clients or your audience, not because they're going to like you more, but just because you have to speak the truth. And I think that, you know, bringing that concept back of like authenticity, like I had, exactly. um, I had a conversation with a client recently and I, I remember thinking before I sent the email, I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know how she's going to react to this. And then I was like, no, like you have to say this because it's mm -hmm. the truth. And my brand is all about being bold and speaking your truth. So I have like, yeah. I got to live on brand. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, I know I had this author recently who I interviewed for an, for an expert interview series that I just produced called moms on a mission. And, um, the mission is, is very simple. Let's inspire some moms to be the best version of themselves. And it was, it was a series that I put together because that's literally my mission is to make other people want and desire more for their lives. And she, for some reason, just didn't feel comfortable sending this out to her list. And I triggered her by asking her, let's, you know, let's get on a call because I just want to be certain that you are positive. You want to decommit to your commitment mm. because I know the energy that it creates in your heart when you commit to something and then you decommit. Yeah. So, and that triggered her. She didn't like that. <laughs> did she, did she come to her senses? <laughs> to be continued. To oh. be continued. I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the follow-up call. <laughs> you know what though? Like, I don't obviously know the specifics, but I found that because I recently was interviewed on someone else's podcast and I was not expecting, I told the whole like mom police drama story in full detail. Yeah. And uh, I was not expecting to talk about that. And I came out of that and I was like, Oh my God, this interview was like therapy. I was like, <laughs> I just realized all these things. And it, I felt this like weight lifted off my shoulders because the more and more I tell my story and I, and I speak like the more liberated I feel. It's like a really, right. it's a really weird feeling. I don't know if you experience this too. Like when you have so much bottled up inside of you and you just like, you just want to be yourself and express yourself and say the things. And you know, there's this quote, I can't remember what it is, who said it. I think it was like floating around on Instagram, but it was something along the lines of, um, oh, like I'm going to like completely wreck this quote, but the truth, it's not the truth will set you free, but it's something about like, oh my God, Tara, this is going to drive me mental. <laughs> it's something about like when you die inside because you're not, the only way to like, uh, I don't know, I'm going to look it up because <laughs> it was really, really good and I'm going to tag you in it, but. Yeah, tag me in it. I want to hear it. <laughs> but, um, so what would you say, kind of wrapping up, what is one thing you would say to your younger self, like your 15-year-old self? Mm. Yeah, and that was a, such an awesome thing that um, Jennifer Jade offered us. I, I mean, it changed my life, her higher self meditation, that guided meditation she ran us through. Oh, yeah. I um, about that. Yeah, I, and and when I did this higher self meditation, I 
I immediately became, and it's still, it fall, this, this thing has literally changed my life because I had no idea how much I actually adored myself. Mm. I had no idea how much I loved who I was and how much I appreciated all the beautiful things about me, all my courage, all my strength, my drive, my efforts, my spirit. Just, I like, you know, I'm amazing. And I had no idea in my teen years that I loved myself the way that I did. So if I could go back and tell my teenage self something, it it would be, I love you. You know, you're, you're amazing. You're, you're so strong. You're so awesome. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Makes me feel a little goosebumpy inside. (laughs) But it's funny because like talking about like branding and perception is like, I always saw you as this very like confident, had like a lot of self-love. I mean, Almost sometimes when I I think like, wow, she just, it looks like she just had this really rosy, like perfect life because she's so positive all the time. I'm like, how did she do it? (laughs) Well, my, my dad had, had a big part in that. I mean, he was a very, my dad read a lot of self-help books and I reaped the benefits of it because he really just regurgitated all that information and shared with me ever since I came. And remember, I mean, I'm talking like four, five, six years old. I grew up with positive affirmations from him. So um, that language was always very familiar to me. But I think another, I mean, I, we grew up pretty poor. I mean, not as poor as some people, but I, you know, I consider it to be poor. We did have, have weeks where we didn't have food in the house. It was like, you know, you ate carrot sticks for lunch and you had to wait till tomorrow because that was payday. So I think one of the biggest things for me was I found a lot of solace and encouragement and, you know, my, my space to dream in, uh, acting like I was someone else. Mm -hmm. And for some reason I resonated with the movie Clueless in 1994. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to be Alicia Silverstone and not that I wanted to be a bimbo or anything like that, but, um, I wanted her life. You know, I wanted nice clothes and I wanted a, you know, fancy cars and a big, beautiful house. And I wanted to live in California and I literally just manifested all of it. And I did that by creating a new story in my mind about who I was. And because I was so young and, uh, you know, moldable or malleable, if you will, in my mind, Mm -hmm. I just started to pretend that I was her. Mm. <laughs> and it came true for me. And that's, that's the power of manifestation. I think it's so cute because we're both Canadian. And I also like had similar dreams where I was like, I'm going to move to California and live in this big mansion by the water. Yeah. And I, and I don't have any regrets because this is how my life turned out. But when I was 20, I moved to France. I moved to the south of France and it was my French California. And now a decade later, I feel myself being led back to California. And it's like, well, obviously, like, not that was always the dream. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, it's like owning it. So wrapping up, tell us a little bit more about Moms on a Mission because I know that's releasing in like two days. Two days? 
Yes, the launch date is the 26th of September. I think this podcast airs a little bit later, so you might have missed it if you're listening. Right. Yeah, Moms on a Mission, reignite your dream, launch your business, and become an even better mom. And it really just was the baby beginnings of my coaching program, which has, you know, totally evolved. And I'm going to this amazing conference in Phoenix next week with Shanda Sumter called The Zone and Amanda. uh, Amy Amata, um, called dream big. And I've, I've done 180s pretty much every week because I'm still learning about my offers, mm-hmm. but moms on a mission is where it all started for me. And I would say to anybody who's listening, and I'm not sure why you're listening, but if you're listening because you want to know where to start, start with your heart and um, something that resonates with you. And so what resonated with me was a dark time that I had and, and all the beautiful things in life come from dark times. So if you're in a dark time right now, embrace it, love it, smushy mm-hmm. all over it because this is where <laughs> your hidden treasures are. It says right in the Bible, and I don't know if you're a Christian or a Catholic or whoever you are, it does not matter to me. Um, I'm very spiritual. I do attend church because I gather so much beautiful things from there, but it says in the Bible, that God will give us the treasures of darkness. But you have to go through those treasures of darkness. And now I'm digressing. But mom's on a mission. I remember when I so desperately, and this is my son, he's four now, but he was about eight months old. I was sitting on the couch. I was kind of stinky. You know, I had like breast, that breast milk smell. And I had, you know, my (laughs) armpits were smelly. And I was like, ew, I'm sweating. And I'm wearing this house coat. And have I even washed this in a couple of weeks? Like gross. And I was looking at myself and I was like, wow, this is really (laughs) bad. (laughs) And, you know, I laugh now, but it was dark for me because when you have an entrepreneurial spirit and you get to that point, it's rough. So Mm -hmm. moms on a mission is to reignite those women that I can so relate to in that moment, to pull them off the couch, to stick that house coat in the washing machine, to straighten up my hair. I threw on some lipstick and just take a step in a different direction. And so I help my moms through this interview series and my audience to Let's reignite the dream, okay? And I'm snapping. I don't know if you can hear me snapping, but that's how I am. Like, let's reignite that dream and let's launch a business. I know that sounds daunting, but let's launch a freaking business, okay? What does that mean? Well, we need to reignite the dream first. We need to figure Mm -hmm. out what's on your heart. How do you want to serve other people? And then when we have that, we go to godaddy.com and we buy your URL (laughs) for your website. I love it. Right? (laughs) These are the tiny steps that you take to reignite yourself. And that's what the series was designed for. That is so beautiful. And I love how you simplify it. I'm like the same way. I'm like, well, just do this. Make the website. Like just like one, one step after the other. That's right. So, um, sorry, my alarm went off. So I believe that when you show up as yourself, you give other others permission to do the same. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted to thank you so much, Tara, for being yourself because I think you're just such an inspiration. And I wanted to thank you for being on the show today. Well, it was my pleasure. And I could say the exact same thing for you to you, Brittany. You are just (laughs) such a bright light in this world and you just keep shining and doing your thing. Thank you. One last question. Where can we 
watch Moms on a Mission? Where can we access this? Ooh, Moms on a Mission is only available from the 26th to the 16th of October. So I'm not sure what date it is now with your air schedule. Um, but you know what, if you want to get a copy of this series for your guests on this podcast, um, if they email me at Tara at TaraOldridge.com or they can go to my website and drop me a little note, I will send it to them. Okay. Well, regardless, everyone should check out Tara because your stuff is amazing and your live streams are beautiful. So (laughs) awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brand Interrupted Podcast. I so appreciate you and your time. And to show that appreciation, I want to give you a free gift. Head over to untamedrevolution.com forward slash gift to get instant access to my free three-part Audaciously You on Camera video series, a step-by-step on how to share your story, craft your core message, master your energy, infuse your personality, and boost your charisma on camera so you can amplify your impact with video and turn viewers into dream clients. And if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, don't forget to head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating. Until next time, bisous from Paris. Ciao, ciao.